You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. This brief message, what I want to say sounds arrogant, it's going to help you. If this helps you as much as it's helped me, it's, it's going to help you. This was one of the chapters in college that God gave to me. And uh, if I go back and check my college Bible, I, I underline, and I didn't look, but I know, I underline verse 1, fret. I underline verse 3, trust. I underline verse 4, delight. I underline verse 5, where, where he says commit. I re- underline verse number 7, where he said rest. And I underline verse 8, cease. I, I can't tell you exactly, date. I, I honestly think it was around that time where you've heard me talk so much in February when I was in college when I decided to quit school and then I, I stayed. And then that next week I, got a, that week, I got a letter from my father-in-law, still have it. He wasn't my father-in-law, asked me to come and candidate their church. And I took that position and I met my sweet wife. Had that made the wrong decision? Uh, it would have ruined my life. I wouldn't be with you tonight. My, my goal was Vietnam, Marine. And I would have been a lousy one looking back. But that was my goal. And that night it was amazing. Brother Bertram, I could hear you preach a message on this. That night, one of my, my friends in my room, we had about 50 guys in my dorm room. We all slept there in a big old barracks. He quit school in the middle of the night. And the next morning, one of my friends was getting ready to leave school that morning. said, I'm leaving. And I said, you know, I'm leaving too. And I went to music theory class. Got done about 8 o'clock, 8, 10. And I went back to my dorm. No one was in there. It was just custom every morning. I'd read my Bible and pray during that next class hour. And I was trying to be spiritual, but I didn't want to stay there. And you know the verse, Jeremiah 12, 5, if thou hast run with the footmen and they have wearied thee, then how canst thou contend with the horses? And I, I said, Lord, if I can't make it here in Bible College, I will not make it in Vietnam. It's an interesting thing. I, I have my draft cards. I, I never knew I had them. My mother passed away. She left me a box of my high school graduation program and, and college graduation and and uh, various things in there, my report cards. And, and she had my draft cards in there. I would have destroyed my life. I, I'm, I'm almost certain that this passage was the passage that God used. I, I'm almost 100% certain I, I was reading, maybe I'm wrong. And I want to be very careful when I'm in this pulpit saying something that's not truth. But as far as I know, I'd like you to read verse 1 through 8 with me, please. Remain seated right there. Ready? Begin. Fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. For they sin.
Our Father, it's such a wonderful joy to hear these people sing. It's a wonderful joy to watch these children come by here. It's a great privilege to hear them read the Word of God. And I thank you so much for the wonderful life you've given me, how you are so patient with me and you're training me even yet. Thank you for this text, for what it's meant in the past and for what it means right now. I have such a calm in my heart that, God, you are 100% in control. If I'd collapse in this pulpit with a heart attack tonight, I believe you're 100% in control. If you allow me to live a long life, I believe you're in control. Nothing can touch me, but it hasn't filtered through your hand. I pray that this would help people, many that have difficult moments in their lives and difficult moments yet ahead. Use this message tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. There are many words that express agitation when we're irritated, agitated. Words like restless. We get restless when we're agitated, frustrated. Um, we have anxiety or we're overwhelmed or we're, we have fear or, or we have loneliness. I'm all alone in this battle. Or anger or sadness or turmoil or perhaps it's panic, sleeplessness or we're agitated, we, we are reactionary. And those are all the wrong words when you're going through difficult moments in life. You know, I don't know, I, 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 have, I feel like a Jekyll and a Hyde. Sometimes I can worry so much. Just everything is way out of my control. And I just can get nervous about it. That's our humanity. But I can tell you this. In these moments of my life, most of the time, I just believe God has a plan. Uh, by way of introduction, one, I want to say this real quickly. It always works out. It always does. It, what, it, everything works itself out. Secondly, generally the end is better than the beginning. You get through it, and sunshine comes again, and there's new life. Your kids are going to go into ministry, you young people, high school and college, and young people here, and, and there's going to be hard days, there'll be people betray you, and all those things happen, but it works itself out. And eventually the end is better. And, and then <clears throat> I want you to be encouraged with this. It shall come to pass. Things come so they can pass. In this Bible, and I'm finishing off this Bible in the next few months, and I'm already working in my new Bible, and uh, I'm loving it. But, but uh, this one goes to one of my grandsons that's asked for it. But I, all in that Bible and, and this Bible, I've underlined in red, it came to pass and it came to pass, 
and it came to pass. It's 456 times in the Bible. It always comes to pass. Your trial is going to come to pass. And, and it will wind up being better than it was before the trial. And, and you know what? It always works itself out. And then I can remember the scripture. When I'm tried, number four, and purified, I'll come forth as gold. I'll be better. So verse one, fret not. Fret not. <clears throat> but we go down to verse 7, and here's our verse. Rest in the Lord. Wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prosper in the way, because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. The psalmist, this psalmist 37 is much like 73, just reverse the numbers. In 37 and 73, he, he, he saw all these evil people, wicked people prospering. He, he just was, why is this happening? And I think it's around verse 17, he said, I didn't understand this until I went to the house of God, the house of the Lord. And that's what he says here in this text. He, he's going to come, he says, I, I, I'm going to find that their end. And I realize that you're going to deal with them. But my job is not to envy, verse 1, the workers of iniquity. My job is to rest in the Lord. Tonight I speak to you about the subject rest in God. Rest in the Lord. Rest does not mean be lazy. Rest does not mean to sleep. But when I learn to rest, I'm silent. Some of us as Christians talk too much. We have a frustration or we have a, 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 something that agitates us. It just works me up. Well, that's the time you need to go to the doctor and say, will you sew my lips shut? Just sew them shut. I don't need to speak. I need to be silent. To be one who rests in God means one to be silent. It means, pardon me, secondly, just be still. Chill out. Still chill. I'm to be silent. I'm just be still. Most of us are not still people. I tell you what, I, I'm not come, I'm not reached, maybe I'll blow it all this week. But I'm enjoying trying to be still before. I'm enjoying trying to be quiet before God. And, and there's a third word. It means just to cease. Stop. Just stop. And so three words. If I'm going to rest, I'm going to number one, what? I'm going to be silent. Say it together. Number one, I'm going to be boy, what? Silent. Secondly, what's going to happen? Be still. Number one, I'm going to be what? Silent. Two, I'm going to be what? Be still. And thirdly, it just, it's very simple. I'm just going to what? See, so I'm going to stop. Stop. And when God tells me, Jack, I want you to, I don't want you to fret. I want you to rest. Now, I can choose to fret or rest. And you can choose to fret or rest. He uses that term fret not three times in this text. He uses it in, in, in verse number one, fret not. He uses it in, in this verse right here, verse seven, Fret not. And then he uses again 
over here later in the chapter, fret not, fret not, fret not. Don't, don't get worked up. I think it's verse, uh, verse eight. I'm not sure right now. But, but he, don't, just, just, yeah, verse eight again. Fret not, slow down, Jack. Don't get so wound up. It's all gonna work out. I lost my job. Well, let God work it out. Well, I lost my job. Got to move. Well, that's real smart. Now you've got moving trucks and you've got first and last months and you've got utilities turn on and you've got new checking accounts. You've got, you've got, to, you've got to find a job. And just, why don't you just slow down? I can't slow down. Can't live here and not have a job. Well, maybe you'll find one. Maybe you'll find something better. <clears throat> one of us this week or this month or this year, it's going to be uh, many of us, uh, the doctor is going to say something, and the first immediate a- action should not be uh, stirred up. I'm going to have to rest. And it's easy for me to say because I'm not going through the turmoil that some of our listeners are going through tonight worldwide. Some of you go through. It's easy for me to say that. It's sort of like I have this list of the widows and widows in our church, and I was praying this morning for these dear people, and it's easy for me to tell them what to do, but I've not gone down their journey. And I admire them so much. My wife admires you. And, and you know, I, I can't really give advice to, very much advice to those that have gone through a sorrow that I've not gone through other than for the Word of God. God wants me to rest. God, not, not, not go to sleep, not be lazy, not, not quit in life. He wants me to rest. He wants me to be silent, be still, be quiet, cease, because God's going to speak to me through His Word. Through conviction of the Holy Spirit, he's going to give me guidance. He's going to give me direction. He's going to be words to say. I can just rest, rest that God knows everything. You know, we rest instead of fret. And I find that running is not resting. The psalmist said this, and Job said this also, but the psalmist said, Oh, that I had the wings like a dove, I'd fly away and rest. But you run from your problem, you're never going to find rest. You just have to keep running. That's why I admire people in this church that have stayed for years. I see you located everywhere. Because everyone's had sorrows and disappointments and heartaches. It's just everyone, not some, everyone, everyone, everyone. I'm not saying you have to live and die here. <laughs> you better live and die here unless you want the tree for hex on you. But, uh, but I've watched folks go through so many shattering things. And if we run, you're going to have to keep running. Did you hear that? If you run, you're going to have to keep running. Uh, secondly, I find not only... Did the psalmist say running doesn't produce resting, but ruin doesn't produce resting? You say, what do you mean by ruin? Well, Job 30 said his friends and the the sorrows of life pierced me through in the night season, and my sinews had no rest. If you think that sorrow is going to give you rest and, and you ache all over, That's not going to give you rest, but God can give you rest. And running isn't, and 
and giving you rest, and ruin isn't going to give you rest. So if I can just get some money, riches will never provide rest. The Bible says his heart, and he's talking about one who had finances, his heart taketh no vanity, no, 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 no rest in the night. It's vanity. Ecclesiastes 2.23, he's talking about money. You're not going to get rest from riches. Riches, the more you get, Ecclesiastes, that chapter, chapter more you get, more people want from you. And, and the more you get, it can, it can really stifle your life. But resting can give you hope. I think about Nebuchadnezzar. He thought reward would give him rest. And Nebuchadnezzar said, I was at rest in my house, flourishing. Then trouble came. So he said, well, I'm, I'm successful. I've got money coming in. I've got this going on. I've reached the pinnacle, and everything's great. Well, it, life's not over because something's going to perhaps come. And so success and reward is not, and responsibility. He said, well, i got a good job. Well, Lamentations 5, 5 said, we labor and we have no rest. So you see all these things, well, they're going to bring me uh, the word righteousness, but if you put the word unrighteousness, the wicked are like the troubled sea, Isaiah 57, 20. The wicked are like the troubled sea that cannot rest. The, tree, the, 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 uh, the, the waves of the ocean cannot rest. It's just part of their environment. They always are turning because the world's turning on its axis. So we think that unrighteousness is going to give us rest, Unrighteousness gives us hurt. And so the Bible says, rest. Where am I to rest? In the Lord. I'm to be quiet in the Lord. I'm to cease talking. Stop in the Lord. I'm to be quiet before God in the Lord. I come to the garden alone while the dew is still on. And he walks with me. I, I, I don't know if I know God as much as many of you do here. I tell you, God's so real to me in the midnight hour. Don't ever feel sorry. Oh, poor pastor, he's probably not sleeping. I'm probably having a time. Don't say, if you'll take this, this would help you sleep. I don't know if I want to sleep all I don't think I need a lot of sleep. I just enjoy, I, I enjoy sometimes not sleeping. I enjoy getting up early in the morning and walking with God. I enjoy when he speaks to my heart. I, I enjoy when it's quiet and there's no cell phones going off and no cash apps going off and uh, all those other things going I like that. I like that. I like it when there's no racket and there's no planes and there's no honking of the horns. The other morning it's real, real. We live at the corner of this intersection here and it's really busy, really busy. And, and the fire department's right there on that side. Used to be right across the street. They built this new one and they come, they, they, they're always, God bless them and I, I always pray for whoever, wherever they're going, God, but they go down the rest home two, three, four times a day and that's okay. But the other morning I was up early and just having a good time, and all of a sudden, honk, honk, honk. I said, nobody's out there. What are you doing? Just, you know, just keep your lights going and, and honk the horn once or twice. It just kept going. You know, there's so many things that disrupt my rest. 
when I'm trying to walk with God. I want to challenge you this week. See, don't fret. Learn to rest. This is not rest. Eyes closed, mouth open. That's sleep. One day, Hebrews 4 says, rest, 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 rest. We're going to rest in heaven one day. There's a second thought I'm about done in that verse. The Bible says, rest in the Lord and rest in the Lord and rest in the Lord and I like that word, wait, because it says, as you got your mouth, Jack, your mouth is now shut. You've sewn it shut. You're quiet. You're still. Now, I want you to wait. Wait is eager anticipation. Eager anticipation. Wait literally is hope. When I'm waiting with a closed mouth and I'm quiet before God, I also have, I wonder what you're going to do and how you're going to do it. God doesn't ever, I should not say ever, it, it seems rarely does God do it the same way. One time he says, let me open up a Red Sea. That'd be pretty good for you to watch that. Another time he said, well, my friend Lazarus sleepeth. They said, no, no, he's not sleeping. He's dead. Four days he's been dead. And, and Jesus said, well, I'll go wake him. They thought he lost his mind. And he went and he said, Lazarus, come forth. And so it was a Red Sea. It was a Lazarus come forth. One time said, you know, these, these, these people are everywhere. And the disciples said, let's send them away. Let's get rid of the crowds. We, and Jesus said, don't you have any money? They said, uh, any food? He goes, we don't have, there's just a little lad here. He has five loaves, two fishes. He said, well, let me give you, why does God give us all these miracles and illustrations? Because I don't know how God's going to answer your prayer, but he will. I love that song you girls sang tonight. And I love Brother Cooper, those things you said about prayer. You helped me tonight. I needed that tonight. And I pray, I needed that tonight. I don't want to have a guy, any man come up to this pulpit and say something without me listening. I don't want a group to ever sing something. He hideth my soul, Stephanie. What a blessing. And all these instruments back here, Hedger, come on, you came on in. It was just beautiful. I want you to know that I'm to wait, but they that wait upon the Lord, Isaiah 40, 31, shall renew their strength. God wants you to wait, eager anticipation. I don't know how you're going to do it. If it's going to be five loaves, two fishes, it's going to be Lazarus come forth. They're going to be opening up a Red Sea. I don't know if you're going to bring water from the rock. I don't. I don't. I don't. Pardon me. I don't know how God's going to do it, but I know He's going to do it. And how He does it. He, this church has never been the same way. God's provided so many miracles after miracles after miracles. I don't go by this corner property with those two properties back here uh, ever without praying, God, I, we just have to have it. We just have to have it. You say, well, how is God going to give it to us? I don't know. 
Maybe one of you hit the lottery. No, we don't do the lottery. No, 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 no. Maybe one of you, I don't know, maybe one of you, maybe, maybe some neighbor in this neighborhood doesn't even attend this church and say, that building's up for sale. I think I'll buy it for the church. Need the tax. I don't know, Brother Jose, how he's going to do it. But that's a 14,000 square foot building. I believe God can give us that corner building. I do. I believe God can give us these back buildings so we can have an exit out here, out to the, and I believe God can do that. I believe God can give us a college campus. I believe God can give us a school campus. Say, well, you're running out of time, but God's not running out of time. I don't know how God's going to do all these things, but he does all the time. And so I have to just believe while I'm waiting that be not dismayed, Jack, whatever be time. I'm going to take care of you. So he says, I want you to wait. The psalmist says 24 times, wait. He says it here in this text, verse number 7, verse number 9, verse 34. Wait, wait, wait. When I was in college, God one morning gave me Psalm 27, 14. I quote it all the time. I, I call him in college Psalm 12. <laughs> the first two words, help, Lord. I'd go into a test and say, Lord, I'm claiming Psalm 12, 1. Help, Lord. And sometimes he'd talk back, did you just study, Jack? I said, oh, you, maybe not as much as I should have, but will you help me? Help, Lord. Psalm 27, 14 says, wait on the Lord. And again, I say, wait. Starts and ends with wait. I'm not a waiter. But I'm learning. It's so fun to rest. Be quiet. Watch what he's going to do. And it's so great to, as you rest to wait. I wonder how he's going to do this. It's way, out, it's way out of control. It's not. Some of you have things in your life tonight way out of control. It's beyond. It's beyond. It's only negative. It's only It'll work itself out. You know, Brother Nolan, I'm glad God gave me Bobby Robertson. A week from, two weeks from today, he passed away. It's going to be the anniversary, the hot dog king. He'd preach behind this desk. And I won't tell you another story because I've told you so many about him, but He'd always, well, it'll work out, Brother Treber. It'll work out. Well, we're not in a hurry. Yes. We're in a hurry. The plane's going to take off. And you know that story in L.A. I tried to get him moving, and I couldn't get that guy to move early. I said, the plane's going. You worry too much. Slow down. I said, you don't understand. We've got to go through all these these checkpoints now, and we've got to take your shoes. It's just tough. Well, just slow down, son. And he finally got to the car. I'm going to guess it was about 30 minutes late. I'm at the door. I'm at the door of his room. I finally got, he brought two suitcases for two maybe. I don't know how guys do this. Brother Luke picked me up to take me to the airport, but the flood did. And he says, you pack lighter than anybody I've ever seen. I can stuff everything and new clothes and new changes of clothes and another suit and ties. I, I can, I, I'm the world's best. I don't check luggage. No way. 
I can be gone for days, and I'm not washing clothes out either. And I have all fresh, clean clothes. Amen. He'd bring these two bags. I said, I've got to get them to the car. I've got them to the door. I couldn't get them on the elevator. Well, we're in no hurry. Yes, we are. L.A. traffic, we're not going to make it. Told you I wasn't going to tell you. Now I think, start thinking about it. I'm telling you. And you know, we get in the car. We start driving. The freeway goes, how about a cup of coffee? I need a cup of coffee. Let's get coffee. I said, we don't have we do not have time for coffee. Yes, we, I, and we get there with like just minutes to spare. I got I to gotta go through all the, my gate, it, it was different. They dropped me off first. He said, I told you we'd get you here on time. I had to get out of the car, through the line, through the terminal, through everything, and I, just minutes left. We didn't have time. I had to run the entire way. God allowed me to have a lesson from him. Just wait. It'll work out. I wonder what your trial is. It's going to work out. I promise you. You're God's child. Yeah, but I'm, I'm bad. I know. Join the crowd. Let's, uh, let's swap stories. I'll probably wind up on the, bad, the badder list than you. Wait. And then he tells us how to wait patiently. You know, honey, I love that word, patient. It means to twist, to turn. It, 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 it means that uh, don't wrestle. Don't, 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 uh, don't twirl. I'm not doing that outside, but inside, that's what I'm doing. Forget it. This is not going to help it. Twirling around. I'm so Well, that's real mature. I have many statements I want to make in closing, but it's too late. Let me close with this. I wish I could be a pianist. I, I played in a recital when I was a kid years ago. There's middle C. That's eight notes. That's an octave. Do, so, do, do. Sing it with me. Do, re, mi, fa, so, la. You know, God gave us Tiffany in our own house. My wife gave birth to all three of our kids in our house right around, right around the corner here. And when Tiffany was born, they cleaned her up 4.30 in the morning. Probably by 5.30 I was holding her. And you've heard me, I won't go into this. I gave her the plan of salvation. I told her how beautiful. I said, you look just like your mother. You know the funny, strange thing, what she did? Brother Doug, you know what she did almost immediately? She began to rest. 
I guess there's a lot of trauma for a lady. I know there'd have to be giving birth. And there's a lot of stress and trauma on a child. And I, I was holding her, Brother Galvan, talking to her, singing to her, telling how she, and the next thing I knew, within a few moments, she was sleeping. That, that's, that's this note right here. You know, when you come to the end of your life and you die and we lay you to rest, you start with rest and you end with rest. But then Ray comes along. Those notes in between are life. When, when Tiffany, Tabitha, Tim were born, they all went right to sleep. But then we started. And then sometimes life wasn't very good. And then, and then sometimes sharp and flat. Life's full of a lot of sad things. And in those sad days, I'm supposed to rest because I started with rest and when I end with rest, but I want to take my burden to sort of be upset with it. And I'm hurt and I'm offended. And how could this happen? But God says, I want you to rest on the journey of life too. Don't start to work it out. Don't start to figure it out. Be not dismayed, whatever be tied. God will take care of you. Beneath his wings of love abide. God will take, he's going to take care of you. Our Father, I love these people so much. It's such an illustration of my own heart how all of our kids, almost immediately, I got to hold them. And almost immediately, I saw them sleep in my arms. Almost immediately, you gave us three wonderful children. And now they're experiencing some strange notes and some, some notes that don't bring a lot of good harmony. But I pray that our own children and their dad and mom would learn to rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him without twisting and turning. I'm going to ask you tonight in a moment to stand. Would you, would you bring what you're supposed to to God and say, I want to rest. I want to rest. One day we'll cease from our labor. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.